0: Welcome to the Driven Woman Podcast, where we're on a mission to empower women with the mindset, tools, and strategies so that they can lead powerfully and authentically in order to make a massive impact on this world. I'm your host, Sophia Bryan. Hi there, Driven Woman. My guest today is a marketing and communications professional based in my home, Jamaica. Her company, DRT Communications Limited, offers marketing communications and media monitoring services to over 40 clients across the Caribbean. She's an expert in risk mitigation for businesses through corporate communications, and has worked with several companies through mergers, acquisitions, and initial public offerings. She's the first recipient of angel investment in the Caribbean and she's a fellow of the Vital Voices. She started her career in the financial industry and then moved on to one of Jamaica's largest juice manufacturers as marketing manager and thereafter stepped into entrepreneurship. She is the proud mother of Maija. I hope I pronounced it correctly. (laughs) Maya. Maya. Oh, it's Maya. Oh, Lord. Maya, the J is spelled. I I know someone else with a spelling like that, a pronunciation like that. She is also an alumnus of the University of the West Indies, Jamaica. Yay, Yui! And the University of Western Ontario driven women my guest today is miss danielle terry long hi danielle hi sophia it is my pleasure to be with you and
1: all the driven women who are listening to this podcast
0: yes yes awesome (laughs) all right so danielle i love to ask my guests to tell me a little bit about what their childhood was like and how that shaped the path that they're currently on okay
1: so my childhood is not as typical as many would look at me and assume. Um, mm, okay. I grew up in Kingston, Jamaica. I would be considered um, by many an uptown girl. And <laughs> I always tell people, I make no apology for the fact that I grew up in uptown Jamaica. And here's why. My grandfather and my father worked very hard. We didn't come from money. We didn't come from all the money. Um, and they worked very hard. My grandfather was a civil servant and... And had eight children, my father being the eldest, and and worked really hard, as my father did, to ensure that we got the best possible education. Mm. So the best possible opportunities. So I always say to apologize for that, because to apologize would be to discredit the work Mm. and the hard work that they've done.
0: When Mm. I was very
1: young, my mom left um, our household. I'm the youngest of three girls, and I grew up with my dad alone. My sisters were much older and what in Jamaica, we would call the wash belly
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and wash belly by far too. My sisters had gone off university and um, I grew up with my dad. Now, the big part of my story at growing up is that many people would call the lady that raised me, the lady that I call mommy, um, the helper, because she was employed to our household or a nanny, but she was, she's actually who I call mother. I would tell people all the time, 60% of what I know and who I am is because of this wonderful and powerful woman in my life. And um, she, you know, took me, she taught me what, you know, what's, what I don't know that I would have been open to, not open to, what I would have been exposed to. I remember mm-hmm. that we would go and do the grocery shopping every Friday, like when I was on summer holidays. And mama would say, we never leave the house without the opportunity to bless someone. Mm. So we would make sandwiches. She said, inevitably, you would find someone on the way that you could bless. So it was mm. a big thing that she would make a sandwich and I would make a sandwich and I get to choose whichever homeless person we came across. Mm. Because we would never, she said, Daniel, no matter how, if it's the bread back that we have, we'll take the bread back with us. Um, if No matter what we have, we, there's something more that we have that we can bless other, others with and I think that formed a huge part of the person that I am today my boyfriend tells me that boy you don't like want to stay in your pocket man <laughs> it's not it's not bad it's just that like there's an opportunity all the time to, to be able to bless someone and I got that from my mama I grew up with two I have two amazing sisters um, one passed away when I was 20 mm, sorry and no problem, ma'am. Um, she had uh mental illness, bipolar disorder, and um, committed suicide. So the family mm. had to, to deal with that and as that I was the wash belly. um and I was a mom at that point too. So a lot of things happened along the way. But I, I'm just so thankful for the, the the people in my life. I always say um one of the biggest kind of breakthroughs I had in my life. I think I was about twenty six maybe. And I was feeling, still suffering with feelings of rejection, as many of us go through in life, and mm-hmm. not sh- quite sure why rejection is such a big deal. And I was dealing with it, and I realized that a lot of that was rooted in the fact that my mother left when I was so young. And I'm, you know, in therapy. And the big breakthrough I had was I may have been rejected by my mother, or and I was, you know, talking to God and saying, you know, well, why, why me, kind of thing. And I realized that God didn't take away my mother. He gave me so many other mothers. Mm, so I have yes. mama. He never left me. And that was a huge in my life mm-hmm. at that point. And I had my father had a girlfriend that I grew up with, um, that, you know, treated me like one of her own my my boyfriend at the time's mother. She I mean, she calls me little moms to this day. I, I have to, to her granddaughter, her first granddaughter's mom. And all of these women, positive, strong, powerful women were placed in my life. So I didn't have one dialogue with mother. I had several. And Mm. what an awesome, to me, an awesome testimony of just the blessing of of, of God and and creation for me. Mm. And that's my childhood in a (laughs)
0: nutshell. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it's so amazing that people can be from totally different backgrounds but have so many similar experiences because I can totally identify with how you feel about your mother uh, my mother passed when I was just a baby and mm-hmm. I and my my older sister she is a person that I call mommy and I've had there are so many complex emotions around that you know at one point I used to feel like why did she decide to just die, like, you know, and leave me in this world? And then I would reflect on the fact that there have been so many influential women in my life. And many a times when I felt down or I've needed encouragement or support, it was always forthcoming from women who are much older than me. And I have a lot of really good relationships with women who are like 10 years, 20 years older than me. Yes. and you know i think of them as my extended mother as well so you know the blessings a... the blessings will come and, they, and you know you just tell a story the
1: same story as you said how our how our, um, our past are, are quite similar almost in parallel mm-hmm. and just opportunity for for women and for just blessing to flow blessing to flow mm-hmm. with people for love i have no lack of love in my life mm-hmm. i i i see that's you know, i talk a lot about mama and I talked about my sisters, but actually the person I didn't talk about there was my father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it could not have been easy for him to bring all. up three girls. And I always say three girls and no tree was growing in any of our <laughs> um, And also, he, I mean, he and I, you know, as fathers and, and daughters do, we had our fights along the way and, you know, relationship mashup and, but always came back together. And I look mm-hmm. at my father as the one who never left. As the yes. one who was there for us every Christmas concert, every sports day. Um, even now in business, he you know, he's a big supporter and cheerleader of mm-hmm. me, even through all of our forces. And I and I respect that in a man. I think my father is a is a great example of not always perfect, doing the best that he could and and doing it well. There are three three girls and he has two granddaughters who are a result of his hard work, of his dedication, of him not getting it right, but always always trying and and mm-hmm. i and i acknowledge the role he plays as a man because, because mm-hmm. i have many women in my life who can't speak about a father
2: yes in
1: yes. in the way who, who i could call my father right now about three years ago i was suffering with terrible migraines and one one weekend they were just just terrible just horrible and um i think i kept fainting and Sunday night, my father was, came to my home and he was with me. And I remember at one point, my 73-year-old father is lifting me up down the
0: wow. stairs, taking, wow. me
1: to the, taking me and standing at my side at the hospital. Mm. And I, at that point, all I, I just felt the care of a father. Mm-hmm. And I am thankful for that blessing because I also acknowledge that many women don't have that. So as I said, yeah. even through the fusses that we've even had subsequently, I acknowledge the strength of, of a man like that in my life and, and honor it and honor that blessing.
0: Definitely, definitely. That's amazing. All right, so let's... I'm so happy you, you felt um compelled to share all of that because that was just simply powerful and will give a lot of us a lot to think about and a lot to to reflect and appreciate about our lives, no matter the circumstances. So I want to go into the business side of things what gave you the confidence to leave corporate jamaica and decide to venture into your own business and especially in that area that is not i don't think media monitoring services is something that is so prevalent
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know what made you decide to go into that area as well
1: right so the, the business that I'm in, DRT Communications, I have two businesses. I have DRT mm-hmm. Communications and I have scale up and I'll get to scale up in a little while. I started mm-hmm. DRT mm-hmm. about 12 years ago. I was in my job at True Juice, a local manufacturer of juices here in Jamaica. And I enjoyed my job. I had an awesome, awesome boss. And I was with JMMB before that. And I had amazing leaders. And that's something that I think is just so important that even now, am I being the amazing leader for my team mm-hmm. as I had and as I was blessed with? Um, I'm in this. I'm in this job at True and this yearning to do my own thing um, just kept coming up, kept coming up. But I'm a mother at this point. I think my daughter mm-hmm. was about eight or nine, and I just it won't go away. And but it's crazy. I can't leave my job. I have to have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. To pay. I have Great. a child, you know. Um, I have food to put on the table. And I'm I'm a single woman at the time. And so I kept putting it aside. But when there's something that is inside of you, it will germinate. There's something inside of you that is a blessing. It is a part of your purpose. It's not going to go away, no matter how you put it aside. And that's how I tell Mm -hmm. people. That's how you know what you are supposed to do when it just won't go away. Mm. So having put it aside a couple of times, I did a business plan. And I laugh about that business plan to this day because if when I go back to it, I look at how much I was going to start billing within three months. Well, I haven't started billing that 12 years later, um, <laughs> but I certainly had youthful exuberance on my side and um, did the plan, went to a couple of people, financial people, good people in my life and they said to me, Daniel, you're crazy. And for the sake of this but podcast, I certainly wouldn't tell you what one of my friends had a lot of <laughs> profanity in it. Just, just, just insert a copy. It was like crazy, almost like a mad woman. And um and I had just taken a loan. He said you just took a loan. I had to I had to guarantee the loan for you. And my um, and father, and no way you can do that. And kept, um, I just kept fighting on it. This is about February. I think 2006 or 2007 mm-hmm. and the feeling just wouldn't go away. So one day I actually went to church at the time. I was um, really quite involved in my church and I, on the way home, I said, I parked in my driveway at home and I said, God, here what that now. 30 days of prayer about this. At the end of 30 days, I just want to know what I need to do.
2: I need mm-hmm. to know whether
1: I go left, right, up, down, and whatever he tell me to do, I'm doing it. I'm not praying for anything else. I'm not praying for world peace. I'm not praying for mm-hmm. money. I'm not praying for nothing. I just want to know what to do. And um, maybe a little too cliche, but on the third day, which was Wednesday, mm-hmm. I woke up the morning as clear as day. I knew in that moment, there's, and to this day when things get rough at DIT, as every business goes through, I remember that morning. And I remember going, driving out to Bagua. And giving in my resignation with confidence. And I said mm-hmm. it, it came from just quietening my mind, quietening my mind before God, because that was my faith, certainly at the time. And I, I quieted it, and clarity came. Clarity came in a very, very big way for me. And it, it was there that I had my confidence. Um, and I resigned, and I was offered house, car, land, everything. My, mm-hmm. my boss and I had a fantastic relationship he wanted to know what had gone wrong. He had been traveling for a long time and thought that maybe something had gone wrong. And I tried to assure him, you know, nothing was wrong. My father didn't even talk to me for a while because he wasn't, he was scared for me having been an entrepreneur. Himself. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody thought I was quite crazy and I look back on it now and I think I was quite crazy myself, but that God, crazy didn't step in the way mm-hmm. at yes. that point because we're 12 years later into a very powerful business that employs over 26 people and, as I'm known to say, um, that's not just 26 people, that's 26 families. Every time yes. payroll, I don't take payroll for granted because I recognize that 26 families, um, and even my own daughter in university. And I just, and I'm so thankful. I sit in a place of gratitude every single time the payroll comes to me. I am in gratitude. I laugh. I have joy about it because of the impact of this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it started, it was only supposed to be me as a consultant with maybe two to three clients per year, you know, long project, six months. I had no concept or clue that I would have an office with employees and, and even be invited to podcasts such as this to, mm-hmm. to speak and, and, and hopefully inspire and impact other women. I had, I had no vision that that could happen, but stepped out and just decided to do it. And there is something that I will put in here that the one thing that I say to young people who want to go into business is go for it. And so mm-hmm. what if it doesn't work? Yeah. Do it for a year. If it don't work, life hard it's rough, drink some con, con- part i don't have to do that. <laughs> many an I've had Jamaica National come to me with foreclosure on my apartment. I've had the collection department at for pro- Jamaica National. And I have no shame in talking about this thing. It's terror you about the hit nine days can it just be off a $10,000? I mean, I had cheerleaders in the collections department. <laughs> at just and I said at one point saying, come on, you can do it. Yes. And I made mean, a commitment to, to turn it around when, when life was rough. And I, I'm not going to be the entrepreneur that now, you know, can doesn't remember when there was a garbage bag in my back window because the back window broke and we couldn't fix it. So we just mm-hmm. put a garbage bag up and the car was old. And that's just how it was. I'm not going to not tell that story to this day. Um. Mm i want people to know that that you go through things but you stand in the confidence. and if it doesn't work that's okay too but don't get to 80 and say what if Mm -hmm, what could have been and you never know what doors will open
0: to you um if you just make that step which is what Yes, that's amazing because um There is this phrase, you know, we see the success or, but we, we see the glory, but we don't know the story. There is always a story. Like nobody woke up like (laughs) this. (laughs) Nobody woke up like
1: this. Um, and it's tough. It's really, really tough to go through, but it is easily the, the reward when you are walking in purpose, when you're walking on purpose, the reward will come. And my whole thing is the reward is not for me. And um, the minute that I start to look internally, ego comes up, right? And ego is not a place to 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 flourish from, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So I just start to think about why am I here, what am I doing, knowing that if I have my eyes on the bigger picture, the provision will be given. So my goal in life um is to impact people, to be to play a part in impacting my country. I, I my boyfriend was teasing me on the weekend, I said something about which passport and he said, You are both a man, but which passport? <laughs> I had the opportunity to leave this this country. My my mother um is is a Canadian citizen, so I I I inherited Canadian citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've chosen to be in Jamaica because I want to impact my country. Once I keep my eyes there, I know that there is permission. I know that this business will grow. I know that um, opportunities will come come to us that will allow this little company to pay, if it's $1 of taxes, $1 million of whatever it is in taxes that helps to build this country, that leaders are being developed in my organization all because there was a step and that's what I implore people to do, just take the step, you never know what's going to come, and you, but you do know there are going to be some hardships along the way and that's totally 100% mm-hmm. okay.
0: Yep, yep, we just have to, you know, uh, get our bones, back muscles primed and ready for whenever those go. things. <laughs> All right. So one of the things I've noticed is that you've mentioned that you mentioned your boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that for a lot of women who are very driven and focused and business minded, we... Some of us may have an issue with the whole dating part of life, the love story. <laughs> I'm wondering what were some of the things that you had to tell yourself for you to realize that it's okay to flourish in that area of your life as well as in business and, and social and otherwise?
1: Well, I have to admit that it took me quite a long time. Um, I was also married at one point, when I mm-hmm. at the last girl and that marriage didn't last very long, it wasn't successful. And when I when when I
0: um,
1: when that marriage ended, I decided to be the woman who looked at herself. So I didn't make the final choice to leave the marriage, but mm-hmm. I knew that there were two people in a marriage, and I had to, to look inside and say where did I contribute. And mm-hmm. one of the things is that I brought stress home. I brought yeah. I didn't know how to handle it well, and I'm learning that much more now. That was five years ago, and it took me mm-hmm. uh, almost six years ago, and it took me about five years to be able to enter the dating world again, because I had to sit down and find myself. I had lots of people in my marriage ending, saying, you Let's go find yourself an ex-manage, the young wire. Mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of foolishness that people were telling me, and you know what, let mm-hmm. me not say foolishness, because that may work for someone else, and let me mm-hmm. honor somebody else's decision. But I knew I had to look within myself. I had to heal from myself. I had to heal from rejection. Because those Mm -hmm. feelings of rejection I spoke of earlier came right back um, into my life. And I had to honor what was a marriage, honor the husband that I had. And just realized that that chapter closed, but it Mm -hmm. happened. And that was fine. But who would I need to become? I was unhealthy. I was very, very overweight. I uh, I was a mom at that time, just struggling, just fighting to keep my My daughter in school, to ensure that you know I was a good example for her never quite feeling like I lived up to the standard of uh, that I wanted to be as a mom, I was always busy, always working, always building, not happy um you know, i would I would say I was very happy, but not happy with who I was
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: coming to a place of peace a couple of years ago, which is growing into becoming the woman i am I am today um and and being the mom that she is proud of, mm-hmm. the mom that she can look at and say, wow, my mom really, like, you know, she's 21 now. And <laughs> she's, like, mom, she's like, mommy, let me tell you something. If there's ever anybody who's shown me, um, what it is for, with grit, somebody who's gonna put it in, she said, mommy, I, know I could tell life wasn't easy for you, mm-hmm. but you, you every morning you got up and she says, I'm proud to be your daughter. She told me that last year, I think I cried for about two hours. Aww. Um, it it was one of the most powerful because I never quite felt like I was living up to the standard as I said. but to know that she was seeing me fight for us fight for our home fight to keep us in our home, um fight to grow this business and and she always knew that my impact was always for Jamaica and to mm-hmm. be that influence and hear it back from her was really powerful but in terms of dating it's it's tough especially when you're a businesswoman that I've had men say to me before they're intimidated by me you know running my own business Mm -hmm. and I always say I don't I don't I don't want to be the plumber and the Mm -hmm. the the carpenter and the one who fits the car I don't want to be any of that but I have to do it please feel welcome to come in Mm -hmm. and take it over exactly um like I have no qualms in telling you I mean I cook, clean everything else but I trust me I don't want to go to the mechanic one more day if I don't have to um (laughs) trust me um, but for me it was identifying the partner that I knew we could serve each other well. About mm-hmm. three years ago, I did a relationship statement. And this is something I encourage every woman, especially oh, women who are exciting. struggling in the area of love. I went to a Tony Robbins con- um, or conference um about three years ago. And I created this big kind of vision for my life coming out of this conference and I know going to a Tony Robbins conference may not be financially possible for many, but (laughs) I would say put aside, if it's $100 to put aside every month and work towards um, going to Tony Robbins and certainly follow him because there's a lot to be unearthed inside of you in in one of these conferences, Mm. which is what happened with me. And coming out of that, I did a relationship statement. It was a big pressing on my life. I I had, as I said, come out of this marriage and really started looking within myself Um, and I knew that I longed for love. I longed for companionship as many of us do.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
1: um, not that I felt incomplete, but I, I had this thing. I wanted to share my life with somebody. I didn't just want somebody to get my car for the mechanic. I wanted Mm -hmm. to share my life with someone. And I wrote down, I had a coach at the time and I encourage every, every person in my life to have a coach, depending on where you are, whether it be a business coach, a lifestyle Mm -hmm. coach, a wellness coach whatever you are rooting for in your life. And I had a lifestyle coach during the season and she realized that the topic of love kept coming up in in me. And she said, write a relationship statement. And I wrote everything. She said, Daniel, get into the nitty gritty. She said, get into what you want. You want a man to dance with you in your apartment while you're cleaning the house? Well, you're going to need a man who wants a clean house. Mm-hmm. so write it down and get excited feel the emotion as you write it mm-hmm. you know it's just a you know creative writing get involved um, in it exactly how you want to feel and write it down what and not not necessarily things you don't want to have don't focus on that focus on what you want to experience do you want to walk on the road and have um, hand in hand? What type of intimacy do you want to
2: have?
1: Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, we went into some detail and she pulled out of me the exact relationship that I wanted. And I had this file for years. And it took me a while. And then um, last year, I met um, who is now my boyfriend. And when we met, I recalled the relationship statement and I told mm-hmm. him about it. So he kind of teased me. And then we opened it. I, I found it, it was old, and I found it. And he looked at me and he said, "Well, your law of attraction is quite powerful." <laughs> and we read it through, and we realised that here it was I had met this mm-hmm. this man who who I had in essence created, and yeah. um, this vision that I had created. And I give this example not because you know I'm about to walk on the aisle or anything crazy like that. No, and you know happily ever after um, with the princess story. No, mm-hmm. but. It is possible for us to create the life that we want, experience yes. that we want, the people that we want in our life by being so laser focused, being very clear on what it is we want to experience, how we want to experience it. And what happened after that relationship statement? Lots of guys came, mm-hmm. came courting, but I, didn't, I knew what I wanted. So it didn't make yeah. sense to spend time on that. And, um, and here I am experiencing a beautiful love. But I never, mm-hmm. I never even knew it was possible, but had certain tried to create in that relationship statement. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: mm-hmm. now I'm working on a money statement.
0: <laughs> yes, money. <laughs> That's powerful because, um, trust me, if, if the personal side of life, the, that side of life is a disaster, somehow it has a way of spilling over into, to the other areas, and yes. so we can pretend all we want that it's not important, but after a while, it will it will start to stare us in the face, right? It will. And, and the desires of our heart, as I said in the beginning,
1: you can't, when something is inside of you, when a seed is planted and it starts to germinate, you can't get rid of it.
2: And mm-hmm. I knew
1: that whilst my marriage didn't last, I was a woman who exuded love. I yes. knew, I recognized that there was a beautiful love inside of me, there was a. I'm a caregiver. Um, so people see me as, you know, rough and tough Daniel, the mm. CEO, the, you know, there's this article in the newspaper that refers to me as a head honcho. And I'm not like, wow. kidding. Really? No, I, I surprisingly, and maybe people listening to this who, who may know me would be surprised. I am actually the girl who takes out, who takes out the, the clothes in the morning and cooks the meals. And I'm the caregiver. Really? Yes, I'm the soft one. I'm the one who likes to snuggle every night. I get vexed if there's no snuggling. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I you're like, um, I'm the one who ensures you know everything doctor's appointments are made and the, the, I'm that person which is interesting mm-hmm. because people see me as you know the CEO girl. Mm-hmm. Or, or, mm-hmm. I'm that too mm-hmm. um, but what happened is that there was, a, there was a beautiful love inside of me that wanted to be shared and I couldn't yes. I never wanted to hide that um, I wanted to experience it I knew that it was possible. A lot of, I hope I'm speaking to some woman right now. You know, we hear "good man hard to find" or, you know, there's no more men left in this world. Good men left in this world, and I'm here to tell you that that is absolute rubbish. Not because mm-hmm. I found myself um, a, a good man, and like, he's certainly not perfect, and neither am I. But there are good men in the world. It's mm-hmm. what we choose, what we choose to create, what we choose to accept. Um, there are many 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 good men in this world Um,
0: and I encourage every woman to believe in that yes yes amen and another thing what I'll add to what you just said is that the same way we apply strategy to our business to our careers Mm -hmm. to uh, to our professional advancement I think is the same way we need to apply a bit of strategy to our love life which you clearly did you got the help that you needed and you did the work some of us need to do the work we're just not committed to doing it and we think we can just win it we can't just win it because if if we could have just wing it would have better results (laughs) we would you have to work you have
1: to work on yourself we can't keep talking about you know there are no good men in this world etc while we ourselves are not working on refining my girlfriend a girlfriend of mine calls it sandpapering um Mm -hmm. knowing who we are um, so that we bring something wonderful and beautiful to the table. Yes, we're going to bring our stuff, our desires, our wants, our expectations, even some of our not so great ways, because we all have them. Um, but what how are we constantly refining? How are we constantly growing? Um, a guy a friend of mine says, you know, he's tired of women, you know, not sitting down and waiting on a man. Why aren't we going off and enjoying time? I just started going to the beach every week. I said, I'm, mm-hmm. sitting, I'm not going to sit here and wait on any man to enjoy my life with. I love the beach. Um, if you look at my Instagram page, it's all the beach. Um, mm-hmm. It's all water because that's where I find joy. It's where I find um, presence with God. And I just started doing it. And I, I am encouraging everyone to just start enjoying, enjoying your life, refining who you are, perfecting who you are, um, being a person of impact and purpose. And there, we will attract the right people into our lives. That same coach that I was with in this relationship statement, I had had on it that, you know, I wanted somebody who was outdoorsy and we could go on hikes together. And at the time I was 219 pounds and she knew. <laughs> and she said to me, Daniel, I need to ask you a question and I don't want you to be offended. But this person that you described that you wanted to go on hikes with you, um, are you in a position to go on a hike? And I was like, "Oh dear, I can't. Oh, I can't. dear. Yeah, it, was, it was a real oh dear moment. And she said, "I said, hike. I actually very like trot to the front gate." And she said, "Well, if you're gonna attract someone that hikes and is in the outdoors, you're probably going to find that person in the outdoors, mm-hmm. or you will find that person, and he may invite you out to do said activity. You can't wait till then." to become an outdoors person, even Mm -hmm. though that's what you want. And it was really profound. When I give you a joke, the second date that my boyfriend invited me on, guess where the date was to? Really? Blue Mountain? You got that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not joking. You can can go on my Instagram page, Daniel You know it's not a joke. Last year, August, he texted me. We went out to dinner. We did all the nice things that people do. And one Thursday, I get a text that's this following week, and it says, Hey, uh, was thinking for this weekend, have you ever tried, have you ever hiked Blue Mountain? Oh and I'm like, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> no. And I remembered my coach, Rebecca, at that point, and I'm like, You've got to be kidding me. Oh, wow. And so I said, Sure, because I had actually spent the past year getting my fitness and health in order. Mm-hmm. So I could hike to Blue Mountain, feet, 7,000 feet. <laughs> um later and it was the most magical experience and that's why i said
0: this relationship statement it actually happened mm. the way that i had laid it out it was unbelievable i'm intrigued i'm intrigued i'm gonna get put pen to paper too there's a book i listened to uh the compound effect yes. and one of the chapters in the book the person was speaking about uh, relationships and whether or not we um are a reflection of the person that we want Mm-hmm. and the person you know shared something similar um he was like i want to ensure that whatever i'm asking my partner to bring i'm also bringing it yeah. and so every detail that he required of the person he ensured that he also fit that criteria um because like attracts like as as um some people absolutely would say. I so would say like, I, like 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 Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued to try that out so on your transformation physical transformation health journey um that's amazing by the way congratulations Thank um you. what kept you motivated um to, to go through it because I, I mean the, the weight easy to put on but it had to come off sometime mm-hmm. if you don't <laughs> so what kept you going and what was that whole experience like for you well, I had um,
1: in high school as many of us say I was a little, little hot girl. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I look back on those pictures now and I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, I'm sure there was some time in my high school years that I thought, you know, my thighs were too big or my stomach something, and I'm like, yeah, you should have shut up then.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway, um,
1: when I got pregnant, I got pregnant at 19. I gained mm-hmm. a lot of weight, I gained 60 pounds, and I never lost it. Um, between between the age of 20 and just before 40, I carried um, almost 100 pounds extra on my body. Mm. And I ate badly, I, I was always trying. though. So I always, you know, go to the gym, stop. Go to the gym, stop. Start walking, start spinning, start something, start playing squash. Start, I, I tried it. You name it, I've, mm-hmm. I've done it. Um, but never really kept my discipline. And could always find an excuse because I work eight days a week. I work there six hours a day and that's always a really good excuse um but not not at all a good excuse i kept last year before last i kept feeling really really sick i was having migraines as i mentioned before that had me in hospital um i was constantly at my doctor's office my assistants um remarked about two months ago or three months ago that they had not done a health claim for me in so long, but they remember having to do it every week when they wow. started working with me. There was always something wrong. And um, years of eating badly, not eating at all, then eating banana chips at four o'clock, just bad habits. Got me absolutely nowhere. And I was struggling to get through a four-hour day. Then I got to the point where I was in the gym and I'm working out and I'm lifting the tiles and I'm throwing the thing and doing the ice bath. And my weight went from 207 to 211, 215, 219, 222. While in the gym, so mm. of course, you know the frustration is setting in big time. Um, just a couple of things that are happening. I've test- I'm like my vision is going blurry. I'm testing my eyes, retesting my eyes. I mean, ju- it just felt like everything was going wrong. And this this girl who can do a 14-hour day struggling at a 4-hour day. If it's mm. a two o'clock weekend for me, I'm ex. Because mm-hmm. I knew I would be half asleep. And mm-hmm. kind of just gave up, to be really honest with you, in um, April of 2018. And just said, you know, if anybody wants me, they're just going to have a find the fact. I'm just going to be the smart girl who has a successful business. And just so it go. Well, that didn't really last very long because it's not really who I am. Mm-hmm. And exactly. um, in July, I'd heard about weight loss surgery and weight loss, all of this stuff. And I said, oh, so let me go and see this doctor, yeah, man. And he said, well, you sound very unsure. I said, I want to do no surgery. (laughs) Um, And he said, well, here, what? The amount of tests that we have to do before you even are considered for that, chances are along the way, we'll find out if something is wrong with you.
2: Mm, And He said, because weight
1: gain like that is not a normal thing. Well, in the middle of that process in October, I saw him in July and we started the test. The tests were quite expensive. So I did them over time. We found out that I was diabetic. Wow. I tell you, I was sitting in my bed and I got the results. Because once again, I'm home. It's 11 o'clock in the day and I'm barely keeping my head above water. And um, just not showing up for my team. Not sh- just, just not showing up. And um, I got those results. And let me tell you, I cried. I cried. Mm. I cried. But I didn't cry because I had diabetes. I cried because I saw every bad decision I had made. I saw every time I had given up. I had, I had saw every moment that I didn't, that I gave up on myself. And when I tell you, when you look yourself like that in this, in this metaphorical mirror, it is a painful experience. And I knew, in, I cried, I cried, I cried. I called my father. I, I don't know that he heard anything I said, he just heard me bawling down the place. Mm. And when the tears stopped, I said, I, I don't want to live, I want to thrive.
2: Mm-hmm. I, yes. I never
1: forget that moment I didn't want to just be alive my sister said to me about six months ago Daniel I can say this to you now but I thought we would lose you mm. um, because just because of how sick I constantly was and I tell people that diabetes is the best worst thing that ever happened to me because I, got, I had that moment of looking at myself in the mirror But but as women, as human beings we don't have to wait on that diagnosis it just happened to be mine. Mm-hmm. But I don't want I talked to my daughter now. I don't want that diagnosis for anybody because living with diabetes is, is no easy task. In fact, I, I came to do an event last week Thursday. Um, because um, I just I didn't manage well that day for whatever reason. So anyway, back to just that moment I said I want to thrive. I was just about to mm-hmm. turn forty. When a woman turns forty, her ability to lose weight and keep it off drops to about twelve percent. And I, was, and I said, I'm not, I'm not buying into those statistics. Mm-hmm, exactly. they, may, they may be what is showing up in the world, but that doesn't have to be the statistic that that defines me. And um, I knew in that point that the, that the diabetes needed to be addressed, and so I made the choice to do do bariatric surgery. Mm-hmm. Now bariatric surgery was a tool. I will also, the next morning, started training. And I, to this day, I'm pretty much in the gym every morning or running or something. I went through a period late last year that I to, to be 100% authentic. I fell off the wagon.
2: Mm-hmm. But immediately,
1: my diabetes said, oh, really? And mm-hmm. I had to find myself back into that gym. In
0: mm-hmm. the process,
1: I've lost 97 pounds. Wow. Um, so I, That's so amazing.
0: Oh my
1: 97 Yes, so when I, I went from a size um, 16 and I could, I can, I'm now a four, I can fit into a two. And I don't oh think <laughs> yeah, I boast. Girl boast. Girl boast. I do say that to boast because we do need to boast about. Um, wow. But a lot of people would have just heard bariatric surgery and kissed their teeth and said, sure, she did it the easy way. There's absolutely nothing easy about waking up at five o'clock in the morning. There's nothing easy about managing diabetes.
2: There's
1: nothing easy about doing it when you don't feel like it there are many a morning um that i lie down and i remember just kind of being in the process and i would say sure i can't bother today and i would hear in my voice who in this bed and it was me alone who Mm -hmm. in this bed has diabetes Mm -hmm. and i would jump Mm -hmm. back up because but for me i talk about the diabetes not because i own it as something that i'm going to have for the rest of my life and it's going to define me no it was a defining moment in my life to transform my life. And I think we all owe it to ourselves to find mm-hmm. that moment to say, I'm transforming myself in business. I'm transforming myself in my health. I'm transforming myself as a woman. I'm transforming myself as a mother. Whatever it is, we need to find that moment and use that moment to springboard from and do what it is. There's a tool, there's a coach, there's a surgeon, mm-hmm. there's, a, mm-hmm. there's a book that we need to read. There's something that we need to stop saying. You know, I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to see that, doctor. I've been meaning to read that book. I've stopped meaning to. It's time to get on with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I read a book. Um, I started following this guy, David Goggins. Now, for everybody mm-hmm. listening, he is very profane. And I'm just letting you know, if you have a problem with profanity, don't watch him. However, he's very profound at the same time. And what he talks about is life of uncomfortable, Life is not comfortable all the time. But what do you want? What do you want on the other side of that not waking up at five o'clock to go to the gym? What do you want to experience? It's going to be uncomfortable but what are you going to do? What do you want to experience? How do you want to experience your life? I don't remember I was clear. I wanted to thrive. Mm-hmm. I wanted 40 more years that I thrive. I didn't just live. And um, I eat fairly well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going back to a nutritionist. Not because I need I don't know what to do I have all the paperwork but because I just need to sit with somebody and, and talk through what my priorities are in terms of eating um, I, need to, I need a level of accountability and yes it costs mm-hmm. me. it's going to cost me $7,000 if I may not have this mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. my health is the only thing that I can hold on to or is the thing that I hold on to right now let me tell you as as you are in one area of your life you are in another in all areas of your life is what my current coach speaks to me about
2: Mm. and
1: Mm. the leader that i've become in the past year losing 97 pounds great oh yeah man you catch man yeah (laughs) but who i am as a leader today is a much better person than an unhealthy leader yes i tell you who it is it is easily the one of the greatest Results of losing weight is one. I sh- I'm, I'm hoping that somewhere I, I've inspired my team that you can overcome obstacles in your life. But that aside, who I show up back for work now, I'm a happier person. I'm a healthier person. I'm back mm-hmm. to having more energy. I'm in a better mood because of it. When I don't eat well, like yesterday, I, I had some cookies right in a meeting and my energy fell. And I'm like, somebody just take these cookies away from me because y'all mm-hmm. know where this meeting goes after this. Mm-hmm. And they all laugh and somebody to the cookies away from me because we know that's not good. I'm just like, we know this is not productive. What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what on the other side of uncomfortable to yield the results so that we show up in every area of our lives the way that we are intended to to have the impact
0: in every area of our
1: life. And that's actually where my daughter came and said, Mommy, you inspire me. She said, I've watched you along the way, I've watched you in business. I said, "You are amazing." And those words last
0: year, man, mm. I'm good. I I, yes. I I'll never forget them. <laughs> yes, yes, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Is there has there ever been a moment when you literally looked in the mirror and you were like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> oh, it
1: happens all the time. You know when it happens, a lot, um, I still have. I think it's the psychological term of the body dysmorphia, where I still con- I still see myself mentally I still have thoughts of being quite overweight mm-hmm. so when I park my car I will move my car because I, I park and I'm like, oh I don't have enough space space to come to, uh, out oh, to man. come out and then I'm like oh but I do um but <laughs> I've already moved the car those things happen to me all the time um still because I don't think my, my brain has not fully recalibrated um there are things that my coach in at the gym will Tell me to do, and I look at him and ask him if he's lost his mind, and then he'll just look right back at me and say, Get to it. And then I do it, and it says, Oh, I can mm-hmm. do that, but mm-hmm. my brain still hasn't, as I said, calibrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are days that I look at myself in the mirror and I go, Whoa, or um, I tell you about seven months because I had to do a wardrobe change clearly didn't mm-hmm. have very much money mm-hmm. and I was planning to this wardrobe change in June. So this process started for me in October, November, as I said. I get to February and I look sloppy going into work. I, I, I put in my head I'm trying to, to wait to lose all the weight. Um, but that's not working out. So I had to go on a business trip to Florida
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I said, All right, maybe if I put you know a hundred or two hundred dollars and go to old names, you just go to the clearance section, right? And mm-hmm. I say to the lady I'm uh, trying on this size eight and, and, she st- and I'm like oh okay, they look nice you know let's so take my head out the window I said excuse me excuse me ma'am could I trouble you could I have something in Essex and she says what I said anything and she said what I said I just have a pair of pants anything a pair of shorts in Essex and she says I right. said so I don't know this eight looks weird to me so she brought a pair of shorts in Essex first of all shorts like what Um. And she brought the six, and I put and I, I pulled it up and I buttoned the button and zip the zip. And let me tell you, if only has ever seen any body ball, it was mm-hmm. me. I cried because I didn't even notice that the six I'm here thinking, you know, at best I could fit into an eight, and where mm-hmm. am I fitting into a six? And I mm-hmm. cried one to just acknowledge myself, to allow my emotion, um, just to feel proud of myself, two at this point. I know what it took. I I know the work that I put in. Um, but three, because I just hadn't seen myself. I, it was the first time that I had seen what the transformation mm-hmm. and I took I picked up my phone and I texted my two friends, my two girlfriends. I'm like, I just bought a six mm-hmm. and they're rejoicing. I said, I'm crying and they're like, Why are you crying? I said, Because I didn't see what you guys have been noticing
2: mm-hmm.
1: all this time wow. and, and I'm I was just I just sat in gratitude and bawling and I mean when I came out of the changing room I'm convinced that they thought I was a crazy person. <laughs> of course now at this point, credit card pull out and I'm ready to take down the whole of all yes. the two hundred dollars four hundred
2: dollars, right?
1: Um, I wanted to just buy out the entire whatever mall I was in. But um, sometimes we don't see what were the work we don't see the results of the work we're doing when we're in the middle of the work because we're still in that place of discomfort Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and and that was just my moment to say yeah wow
0: acknowledging (laughs) all the hard work all right so um we're about to wrap up and i want to ask you if there's a personal mantra or motto that you live by or that you say to yourself often
1: right I'm not sure that there is, there's a single sentence or you know something that you know Gandhi said, but I know that I'm created by impact and to impact. Mm-hmm. um and I'm so glad that I had that that um that I came to that awareness a couple of years ago, so you know just even being invited to something like like this, you know I, I start everything and I say, um less of me, more of more of you, God, or less of me more you know what 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 power needs to come from me not because of me but because of who I've been created to be
2: Mm. and
1: um when it feels rough I go back to to that place when I'm not quite sure and I'm questioning who I am or what I'm supposed to be doing I go back to that place and I'm created for impact and I'm created to inspire and know that
0: everything else will be provided
1: for in that space
0: Mm. amazing that's so beautiful all right so my final question to you danielle is what keeps you driven what keeps me driven i would
1: say is just going back to impact and inspire Mm -hmm. um my daughter is a big part of of who of of why of my wife she's my wife um I want more in my life, not mm-hmm. necessarily want more for myself. Yes, I'd love to do another range of at some point, but it's not so much about the range for me or any of that stuff. It's to get to the end of this life, knowing that there was a lady in Spanish Town Jamaica or um, a lady in, you know, the top of some corporate entity somewhere that somehow my life impacted. Somehow mm-hmm. being having a conversation with me or my ability to to deliver groceries or sit and speak with i heard a woman speak to her son this week this weekend we were buying fruit at a fruit store and she was crossing off her son and she said you see you you're just a devil and i couldn't let it go my boyfriend mm-hmm. had just come home from running and i said to him i gave him i gave him the, the market money the vendor the fruit money and I said, can you take care of this, please? And I, I said to the, to the lady I wanted to respect her. I said, do you mind if I speak to your son? And she said, sure, come on, go on, and give care of trouble. And I said, I don't use that language, especially when I have the opportunity to speak into a child's life. And um, she kind of side eyed me, but I did ask mm-hmm. her. She said, he said <laughs> go on. And I looked at him and he was, his head was down. And I said, son, what's wrong? Where are you crying? He said, I wanted to go to school today. It's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Want he wanted to go to class. And I said, look at me right now. You are known devil, and known. Mm-hmm. Don't ever let words like that enter you. You are created for greatness. You want to go to school on a Saturday? You are a young man who wants to go to school on a Saturday. You are amazing. You are outstanding. You are called for purpose. You are a powerful and strong man. So my hope is that that young man, that whatever I said, as I said, let's, mm-hmm. every time I go to speak to somebody, I say, let's me, more of, of what the power and impact is mm-hmm. supposed to be. My hope is that that young man walks with my words and and has the opportunity to hear words like that more often, not discrediting his mom and and maybe what she's going through, Mm -hmm. but hoping that his voice, his his mind rather will be filled with voices that speak to who he needs to become and who he actually is. And that's Mm -hmm. what I want to do in my life.
0: Mm -hmm. wow I am just so loving this conversation I feel like we could just go on and on and on (laughs) (laughs) like I thought we would have been chatting about business and managing a team and we're here talking about all the real things that we go through as women and the things that have such an impact huge impact on the other areas the money area the business areas Mm -hmm. of our lives Mm -hmm. daniel thank you so much thank you for being so real thank you for being so unapologetic uh, about your story and your journey i'm inspired so much um and i know and i know um all the listeners across the globe are going to be very inspired by all that you shared with us today so thank, thank you thank you and i
1: would be great, i would be glad to come back and talk about business yes 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 Anytime we, need you're ready. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. we need to have a talk about that part <laughs> awesome. Anytime you're ready, and it was my pleasure to be with you all right awesome bye bye thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of the Driven Woman Podcast. Be sure to head over to sophiabryon.com and check out my free resources tab. I love hearing from you. So my DMs are open and you can follow me at underscore Sophia bryan and Sophia bryan ja on Instagram and Twitter respectively. Follow the show at Driven Woman Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Looking forward to hearing from you and looking forward to receiving your feedback. Until next time, stay driven.